Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Daniel. And I'm Wes Matthijs. Hey, it's Wes, Wes and, and Danielle's back again. It's Wes. Hey, Wes. Yeah. Hey, it's what's up, everybody? To, it's good to hear you and hang out with you. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back, Danielle. It's good to, Aww, good well, to thank hear. you. It was good to hear you in the last week's thank episode. You. Yes, I had, I had original recipe pneumonia, so don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, it's all good. The old school stuff. The old school style, yeah. Damn, that's still not good, though. All reliable, <laughs> as I like to call it. But you're, but, you, but you're feeling good now, right? I am. Yeah. I am uh, recovering steadily. Yes. 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 So, so yeah. very good. Awesome. It takes a while. I'm getting so used to having Wes on as a regular. I really love I it. Know, it was yeah. great having it's you great. on for that nerdy now episode. And um, we got so much listener feedback. Fun. Yeah, we got so much feedback on that, Wes. So awesome. that was a good time. Yeah, I got to write some listener feedback. <laughs> 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 I feel like I say that every time. No, well, you know you're going to be on, so you can just uh, you can just do it in person. <laughs> yeah. I know, that's true. I should do that. I should write it down. Tell you <laughs> well, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. Here's Danielle. She's ah, going to tell you about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to read some comics. So we're going to tell you what we're going to read and then you're going to read it and then we're going to talk about it. You're going to listen to us talk about it. And then, and then you're, you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about when we were were reading. And that's a, Hey damn guys, you sent us an email or one of the other several methods of communication that have also been invented. Like like a telegraph. Yes. Send us a snail mail. Absolutely. And then, and then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you were talking about us talking about the comics. And that's that's a book club, and that's friendship. Back to you, John. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I would love to get some actual letters in the mail. Like, what you can do is (laughs) just write book club member comics and just throw it up in the air. We'll find it. (laughs) Or you can put it in a bottle and throw it into the ocean. Yes. Don't do that. That's littering. We're we're close to the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, just Um, make sure it's a glass bottle, not a plastic bottle. Yes, glass, not plastic. Okay, there you go. And there's glass floating around in there. That's not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, really like you can leave a comment on social media accounts and things oh, like yeah. that. That also counts. Yes. Send us a message or whatever. Yes. Please it's do. Also fine. And then we're going to read it. And then you're going to Hey, we already did this. No, you're done. Oh, no. <laughs> we're in a loop. <laughs> Back to you for realsies. John. Oh, thank you. I got some shouts outs for this week. Some shouts outs. Shouts outs. Uh, I got a shouts out and I got a classic uh, social media apology. Oh, shit. You know, when people Ooh. get on social media and they're like, did they, I'm sorry. Did they type it out on their notes app and take a <laughs> screenshot of it? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to come on here. Uh, no makeup. No nothing. Just be like, and, cry. Um, and have a tear in my eye. No, but for real, I do want to give a shouts out to Cody Dolan. Cody Dolan. Book club member. Yes. So uh, I, I do want to say this because we did our Ultra Mega episode with Ross. We got to come back and do episode two of that. On that episode, I credited Ross with picking that comic. <laughs> and actually, that wasn't Ross's pick. If you remember back, if you go back and listen to our <laughs> listener feedback, it was actually Cody Dolan who mm-hmm. said that we should read Ultra Mega because um, it was a new series. But what happened was Ross heard See that feedback. Yeah. Yes. Ross, Ross heard, heard that. that feedback and Ross said, if I could pick anything, it's going to be that. Yes. So when I said Ross picked it, he picked it out of the suggestions yes. that had been put out yes. there. And it was originally uh, Cody Dolan's suggestion. Right. And we didn't give him credit on the episode. Yeah. And he heard the episode and he was like, hey, wait a minute. I'm the one who said, yeah, I should read that. And so it and was that like, is true. And it's totally true. That is true. And so I just want to give a shout out to Cody. He's awesome. Cody Dolan. Follow him on social media. Book club member. Yeah, book club member. Yes. He's got a, 
He's got great commissions. He gets these awesome commissions done. Yeah. You should check him out on social media. And thank you so much for the recommendation. And Ross heard that recommendation. He was like, oh, I love it. I want to do that. Awesome. So, you know awesome. what I mean? But it was his, but it was his it was original a idea. It was it's a, a team effort. It's a collaboration <laughs> yes. of people that don't even know each other. That's what's beautiful about the book club. That so is. anyway, uh, thank you, Cody, for the suggestion. And when we do episode two, we'll make sure to credit you on the next episode. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. That actually was a really fun comic to read too. Not yes. for me. <laughs> I didn't no. like it, but that's okay. And that's also what makes the book club beautiful. That's okay. As we all come together and we, you know, you know, it's, it's fun. You get exposed to stuff you otherwise wouldn't read. And sometimes that's good. Yes. And uh, we like all kinds of comics here. Exactly. Don't we, John? We do. We yes. do. All right. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener, listener feedback. <laughs> Oh, man, it just gets better, better every week. I practice when I listen to the episodes. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's great. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get we got a Hey You Damn Guys from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. Yeah. Uh, Drew said, just a couple weeks ago, I was telling my kids uh, about how my friend and I used to hike around the creek and ditch in our neighborhood, and we would sometimes go into the sewers through the drain pipes. Oh. And at one time, we ended up under the storm drains, and whenever someone was passing by, we would rattle sticks in the opening and yell, good times. Oh. No. Yes. No. Okay, so you, so th- this is so crazy. We were talking about, you missed the Harrow County episode with okay. Mark, but we were talking about like, going out and doing fucked up stuff as kids. Yeah. And I was telling them that we used to do that. We used to go into the creek, down to the sewers, and I was like... John, that re- is so fucked up. I was remarking about how we're lucky nobody, none of us died, yeah. you know, down there. Yeah. Something fucked up like that. Um, do you have any stories, Wes, of fucked up stuff that you did as a kid or stuff, <laughs> ways know. that you could have killed my, yourself? Oh, don't. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I mean, my younger brother <laughs> broke his arm four times before he was six years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> But the dra- like crawling through the drains, I, I, we used to crawl through the drains to see how far we could get what to get fuck? to like the, and it would be like, like you, you would be squeezed, right? And you'd go, and I remember doing this and being like, and later thinking about it, like, my God, why did That's we do that? Horrific. Yeah. Yeah. thing ever on the planet. It's horrifying. Wow. God, yeah. that's crazy. But I had a similar story. Where are y'all are some exact, stupid like, ass kids? Very stupid. Because I mean, we why did we all lay. do that? I don't know. We were kids. Lay. Don't know better. Yeah, we were 80s, 90s from the. Y'all you know, trying so hard to get yourselves killed. You had nothing better to do. We used to lay in the street, like on the other side of the hill, and see who could stay there longest when cars came. Like really no. stupid stuff. Oh my Swear God. To God. Swear to God. Wow. I mean, I would fuck around in the swamp and the woods and and the countryside. Like, I would run around in the country in Lake Charles and shit. I mean, I'm sure I could have got bit by some kind of animal or something. I don't know. But, I mean, that's wildlife or whatever or shot by somebody hunting, I guess. I don't know. But, like, it wasn't – I wasn't running through the fucking sewers. That's (laughs) that's so fucking dangerous. I went through the drain. I went through the drain, but I don't know why I'm justifying it at all. But no, <laughs> no. 
No. Oh, <laughs> and where were my parents? Why were my parents? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I also did not like. It was like be be home before dark. Yes, kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. that was the time. Yeah, no dogs yeah. roamed the neighborhood. Nobody. It yeah. Was fine. yeah. My grandfather assembled a bike for me out of parts he found at the junkyard, and I would ride that. <laughs> oh, around. that's cool. Yeah, it was yeah. super cool. Well, that's what we were talking about with Mark is um, we'd just be gone all day. Yeah, all like, day who, know, who knew what we, we were crawling around in the like, sewer? Like, why? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes you meet up with, like, other random kids you find and you fuck around oh, all day man, and then go the home. Yeah. yeah, that was the best. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was the best. In the woods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I would yeah. take my younger brother to, like, and he was six, so I was five years old, so I was, like, 11. Yeah, we would, t- we would go and get ice cream. Like I'd take him. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, wander down to the Circle K. Wander on down the Circle K. There's always a uh, a couple of guys with their trucks there, and so out of the back of their truck, they'd be selling like you know big long sticks of sugar cane, watermelon pies, pecans, and whatever the hell that they were selling. Awesome. Yeah, you go home with just loaded up and whatever, or like your grandma, <laughs> your grandma would be like, you know, hey, we have too many cucumbers this year from the garden, and she'd send you over with a bag of cucumbers, and you'd come back with like whatever you traded them oh, for nice. from your na- or your neighbors. And they would be like, well, bring this back to your grandma and blah, blah, blah. You got a bag full of peaches and whatever. And so like, yeah, all day long, just doing like little kid bullshit errands, get a pickle, go run around eating a pickle. <laughs> just the best. But I never ran through the fucking sewer. God. Good times. <laughs> Stupid ass kids. Good fun times. Not a smart kid. <laughs> nope. All right. We got a Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Great episode, y'all dadgum fellers. Mark Tweedale. So great getting back to Harrow County again. I think my favorite thing about this series is all the hanks. In fact, I realized while listening to the horror podcast, Old Gods of Appalachia, that there's a few creatures similar to the hanks in Harrow County. For one... There's artificial men who do the bidding of powerful magic users, large demonic beasts, glowing corpses, and even a skinless feller. Oh, wow. That's like all the ones. Mm, It's all the the ones. I was curious as I'd never heard of any skinless men ghost stories or folklore around our area growing up, and nobody in my family that would have known had heard of any either. So I looked it up, and the only thing I could find was a ghost, a g-g-g-g-ghost. Of a settler skinned alive by Native Americans in West Virginia, he haunts the area wanting the skin of unaware travelers to replace his own missing skin. Wow. The bone sauce creature, though, I was <laughs> at least a bit more familiar with. No monsters, unfortunately, but bone sauce, quote unquote, as a colloquial nickname, is this awful goop that you get when you really distill down animal fat and bones. I know of this. It's oh, like a gelatin. It's gelatin. Okay. Yeah. It's where yeah. gelatin comes from. And it makes a delicious gravy. <laughs> it does it wait does. is that in the feedback or you're saying that i'm saying that okay <laughs> <laughs> Do you? it's very destructive to plants and will turn herbivores away from eating certain plants so some farmers make a batch of bone sauce and paint certain plants during winter yeah to keep deer and other herbivores from eating them it can also be used as pigment in paints disgusting don't do that it will smell awful and, and make everything smell bad uh, also, my go-to breakfast currently is some kind of nutrient-dense breakfast bar or a biscuit fucking love a biscuit yes now for people who do not live in america a biscuit here is not a cookie it is a different kind of a biscuit yeah yeah and it's like a like a flaky it's like a, well, it's bread. Like a, yeah, it's like a bread yeah one, yeah like a doughy kind of a bread um and a sugar-free red bull wow oh shit okay oh uh, jeez <laughs> it's hardcore 
But I prefer a bowl of grits and bacon with a couple fried eggs on top. Fucking love a bowl of that grits. That sounds bro. amazing. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> and a side of pancakes. Damn, that's a good ass Holy breakfast. Holy shit, pancakes. Hell yeah. I love your breakfasts. Yeah. That sounds fucking great. So was, we got a lot some, of breakfast talk. Yeah. That that's a lot of breakfast talk. Yeah. We uh we got for some reason talking about oh, you breakfast, got on some breakfast with um with Mark. Shit yeah. Um Mark just eats a banana. Mark just eats a banana? <laughs> like he he's always posting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's always posting food. Like yeah. I, I was gonna I'm so glad you brought that up, Wes, because posting. when we had the episode, he said that he was eating a banana for breakfast, but usually he posts like these amazing breakfasts <laughs> that he's I was eating. The same thing when he was like, Oh, I just eat a banana for breakfast. I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> Because we've seen your breakfast. We've seen it. Yeah. Um, I fucking love a good breakfast. Yeah, and uh, and Mark actually commented, yeah. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Yes, and sometimes co-host. He said, um, looking forward to hearing Danielle's thoughts on breakfast food. Ooh, I got a lot of thoughts Ooh. on breakfast food. Let's hear it. Man, grits, pancakes, potato pancake. Like a hash brown, but it's a big potato pancake with yeah. some onions yep. in there. Oh, my gosh. And uh, what else? Biscuits, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, I like a biscuits with like butter and like some blackberry jelly on there. Yeah, or okay. something like that. Yeah. You like coffee? I fucking you like a coffee. Love a coffee for breakfast. Yeah. And what else? I'll do some eggs. I'll do some sausage. Yeah, you do some. I'll do some. You do that. some over easy eggs. I'll do yeah. all of that. Yeah. That's a good breakfast. Hell yeah. What about you, Wes? You got some breakfast thoughts? Oh me, I, I'm boring and I eat the same breakfast every single day. Oh no, but, we're not like, talking about I stuff we love... actually eat. This is like if oh, you okay. had the ideal like breakfast. No, no, no. I want to, but I, I do yeah. want to know. I do want to know what you eat every day. Yeah. What is the boring one? <laughs> I eat the boring breakfast that I eat every single day is craisins, almonds, and cheddar cheese and a coffee. Cheddar cheese. Wait, is it on there? No, it's just like a mix, and I eat it every day for like the past like two and a half years, three years. I've how does the cheddar cheese? Is it cubes of cheddar cheese that you eat it with a spoon? Like what is it? Oh yeah, no, it's just like slice, like little tiny slices of cheese. Little tiny slices, and that's it. And they're in there. I'll have a. I usually have a yogurt. Yeah, it's just like I'll eat like a Ziploc bag of cheese and then nuts and cranberries. Oh, sounds good. Actually, sounds pretty good. Delicious. It's great. No, it's really good. I don't have I time. It. And then to I usually eat have a yogurt. Fucking breakfast. I like grab <laughs> right, a, half of a blueberry that. bagel out of a bag and just run. I like have it in my mouth with all my stuff. I'm like yeah. running out the door. So what about if you have time? If you have time to go get a really nice breakfast or make a breakfast, what yeah. is that? I mean, my favorite thing is a bacon, egg, and cheese. I like Ooh. a really, really sloppy mm. bacon, egg, and cheese. Nice. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. But I like nice. over, over easy eggs and bacon. If I go yeah. to like a diner or something like that, I get it every single time. Yeah. Oh, I also yes. really love like a Sunday morning brunch um, Bloody Mary. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that counts as breakfast, right? That's a breakfast. That Shit, is yeah. That's occasion. That is breakfast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty much a full meal. Shit, like, yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. does what? it right. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And like a lot of times you'll go and they'll have like all the fixins they'll yeah. have like a fancy yeah. super cool one yeah but that's yeah, awesome put some grits in there yeah 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 lots of crazy stuff in there oh my gosh yes kathy's <laughs> been making some like homemade migas these last couple of times and it's really fucking good dang dude 
Man, yeah. I'm so hungry for breakfast foods now. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I think we did breakfast talk up pretty good here. So thank you, Mark. And uh, yeah, but no, that? like actually, thank you, Hayden. Too. Regularly, yeah. every day, I'm like just running out the door with whatever I grabbed out of the cabinet. That's yeah. not like, but if I, yeah. you know, if it's a lazy day and I'm like, let's go to the fucking diner. Yeah, then it's on. We're doing it up, and it's on. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, Hayden, and thank you for doing all that research on the Haints. That was so cool. Mark also said Skeleton Crew did a run of Priscilla plush toys. Uh, remember, Priscilla oh. was a little goblin in Harrow County, but it didn't get enough pre-orders to go ahead. Ah, I see. So, yeah, but there's, but there's pictures of it. I was like, dang, if I would have known, if I would have been on the title at that time, I would have definitely checked that out or pre-ordered it. He also said, I just remember Dark Horse Comics as doing some audio dramas with graphic audio. It'd be interesting to hear them do an adaptation of Harrow County. And actually, Graphic Audio responded to Mark's comment, and they said, check back around late summer. Ooh. Winky oh. face. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's nice. really cool. Yeah, nice, awesome. Nice. We also heard from... Christopher... We, we got a Hey You Damn guys from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. That's right. Christopher Egan says, I liked Brightburn, but I probably won't ever return to it. Some of the events and visuals were incredibly upsetting. That is true. Much like another <laughs> film whose title I used when discussing Brightburn, or as I called it for a month or so, we need to talk about Kal-El. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty, That's good. pretty good. I love it. Yes. Awesome. Love it. Thank you, yeah. Christopher. Yeah, I got to revisit that. I remember liking it. Yeah. Yeah, we it have was, that movie. But I like think, he yeah. said, it was very disturbing. Yeah. So I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Um, coming back to our nerding out episode that we had with Wes, uh, Benny Decker said, Benny Decker, remember? that's right. He said, I have a confession to make. I'm not a fan of star Wars. Okay. I watched the original trilogy Ooh. and a couple of the prequels, but couldn't get into it. Do I need to wait in the corner? Nah. Your nerding out episode nah. was fun. It's fine. It's awesome. Fine. Like yeah. what you like, it does not. Yeah, that's all, all good. It's totally cool. Yeah, it's totally fine. I was going to say, like, I agree with Mark. Like, wh- I think one of my biggest turnoffs were- with Star Wars was the fan base. Like, in- yeah. Yeah. absolutely. And absolutely. Communicating with him and being like, I don't want to fight anybody to prove my <laughs> no. love for something. <laughs> Right. Yeah. right. I also don't want to fight with someone to prove that I don't need to absolutely love something in order to right. give yeah, a shit yeah. about it or yeah. appreciate it or, or even just like watch it or whatever. Like it's fine. And I don't want to yeah. have to defend the fact that I just think it's fine or whatever. I don't, I won't talk about stuff anymore unless like we're friends, unless we're good right. friends. Like if you're, if you're someone I barely know or an acquaintance, I, I don't want to talk about anything with you because I have no idea yeah, if yeah. you're going to hold it against me or. Or something, or think less of me, or judge me, or whatever. I don't give a shit. I used to love to talk about Star Wars in the '90s, and then right around the time the special editions came out, every—that's kind of when I started seeing the shift in people talking yeah. more negatively about Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, Han shot first, and then I kept trying to defend it because I'm like, a lot of these people are bitching about shit that doesn't matter, and I'm just like, ugh. And then finally, I just—I just gave up, and I was like, fine, whatever. I, don't I feel like none of it is worth <laughs> defending because some of it sucks, and it's just kind of like, look, it's just yeah, like. No. It's a movie. It is it's what a it bunch is. of movies. Yeah. yeah, like it's fine. And a bunch of books. And a bunch and of a bunch books. Of bu- you know, <laughs> but the like the shows are great and I like watching them. So and, like, good. but I don't want to talk about it with anyone because then it's gonna be a whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want people to yeah. think that I'm one of the people that has like t shirts and coffee mugs with baby Yoda on it, but I also don't want people to think that I'm some fucking brain dead idiot loser. So it's like hey, uh, I'll just keep it to myself. His I name's guess. Grogu. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't see the look on my face right now, but uh, <laughs> you're not fan enough. Trust and believe this. This, this is. This is not a pleasant environment <laughs> for John right now. <laughs> I'm going to freak out. Now. We also heard from Clayton Schofield. Clayton Schofield. Book club member. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said, hey, you damn guys. Enjoyed hey. nerding out to the nerding out episode. Man, that was a big hit, Wes. People really liked that. Yeah, that was um, a lot of fun. We should do it again. Yeah, he <laughs> said, I hope this is something you can do again. A couple things I loved hearing about. The Sandman Audible is a must-listen. It's quite the immersive production. I'm looking forward to the Netflix series later this year. Also, Jeff Lemire, a fantastic writer-cartoonist. I haven't read Black Hammer yet. I know I must, but a couple of my favorites are Essex County, the indie trilogy that put him on the map, and Trillium, a vertical, trippy sci-fi mini. I hope Danielle is feeling better. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thank, Thank you for you. the recommendations, you, yeah. Clayton. That would be great. Yeah. Awesome. I wanted to I want to nerd out with some more people. We yeah. gotta do that. Yeah. We'll have some we'll I wanna we'll, nerd uh, out. Yeah, we gotta have a you the whole on reason one of those you did episodes. it is because I couldn't even come to the thing and I didn't get to do the thing. But we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll circle back around. People to seem that. to like it. You can make it a thing now. Yeah. Like yeah. a regular deal. We can do that. Awesome. Thank you for all the feedback. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. But before we do that, I have another awesome message here to play. Here we go. Here we go. Let's read the curse spells here this week. Friendships, what we seek to. Then send a hey, you damn guys on email or Twitter, please do. <laughs> Wes Matthias is here to join up with the book club crew. <laughs> so listen, book club members. Hey, John, back to you. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. He was playing off of what yeah. you did that last week with Aww. curse bells. Anyway, <laughs> those curse bells rang. Yeah. yeah, with the jingle bells. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's so awesome. Anyway, uh, thank you, Benny. I inspired such an adorable little song. Yeah, that's so thank cute. You. That Keep was them great. Coming. Keep them that's coming. So awesome, Benny Decker. You're the best. This week we're talking about Baltimore, the curse bells. Oh, wait, wait. What's that? Sorry. Okay. Hey, I, uh, okay. Sorry. You guys, uh, so sorry. This is terrible timing. I've actually signed up. I totally forgot I did this. I signed up for a blackberry cobbler eating contest. And so you guys just go on, go ahead, go ahead without me and I'll be back really soon. Okay. Love you. Okay. Bye. Wait, what? <laughs> I want some blackberry cobbler. we'll have to get you some this week we're talking about baltimore the curse bells issues three through five these issues were published from october to december 2011 story by mike mignola and christopher golden art by ben stenbeck colors by dave stewart and letters by clem robbins thanks again wes for helping us out with these episodes let's uh let's go ahead and dig into it i mean the covers we get are mignola covers which are awesome Every single time we get that deep red, we get a little creepy goblin girl there. Obviously, yeah, there you go. Yeah, introducing one of the characters we're going to see. Yeah, exactly. Future character. It picks up right in Lucerne. So when we left off, we were following Dubik. Came into that town where Baltimore was, and he was looking for Baltimore. And the couple were still sitting on the bench. She walked. Oh yeah, there's the couple there. Yep. So we're there. In Lucerne, um, Switzerland, and he's looking around for Baltimore in the forest above. And uh, the the two uh, lovers, I guess, are following him. The couple are following him. 
I love the little um the the shelf mushrooms on the tree here. Oh, All I was about to is, say the same thing. Yeah, those little details are really nice on like the roots on this one tree. What is that called? Like it's almost like he's walking through like a it's like he's walking through a dry riverbed. Oh yeah, 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 that's exactly what it. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it looks like a dry riverbed. Stenbeck's been posting this story on his. Oh Instagram. yeah, yeah, he's been posting a lot of Baltimore stuff lately. Yeah, so I just thought it was cool. like really kind of fun that he was posting that stuff now. But he's starting to post some spoilers because he's like now ahead of us. But um, oh yeah, it was really really interesting that he was doing that with Duvik. Uh, he says Tainted Man has been here. That's all those tree demons, right? We saw them take up Baltimore in the last. Yeah, yeah and you can get some more of those little mushrooms there on that stump there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a cool detail. But like, um, because we just saw the tree demons pull him up, and then like, and then he walked in on him. Yeah, but we didn't, bench. we didn't hear. We get to see like all the destruction. He like shot them and cut them all up. Yeah, and I wonder what this yeah. clink is in the fourth panel with Duvik, and he's got his uh, Han Solo gun there. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks like he's like you know cocking his gun, ready to maybe if something's yeah, coming like, out him. Yeah, he's getting ready for something. Yeah, so we see the demons, we see the couple following him. The guy doesn't seem happy to be following Duvik, but she insists, don't be stupid, he may pay for what we know. Um, so mm. she insists that we follow him. We see him traveling still the way that Baltimore had come from. He comes into that town where the inn was and up on the uh, the vampire who's been turned into ash. Oh, right. That's the one that he threw out the window, right? Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah He's coming yeah, across so, all the destruction that Baltimore has left behind. Yeah, exactly. And the man, and the man from the couple is like surprised at all the damage. <laughs> yes, what kind of man can do this? The woman says, "No man. If the Inquisition is after him, right? He must be half monster." Ah, uh, uh, yeah. cleanses the monster. Why? That's so dumb. Why does he have to do anything? I don't know. I don't know why he does that. But he calls out the couple. Sinners must be punished. Like, hey, spying is a sin. Come out here, sinners must be punished. Uh, <laughs> and sort of calls them out. Have Fuck, you seen a that guy? Yeah, have you seen Parks and Rec where he's like, um, straight to jail. You do this, go to jail. You have shout you like that, that they, they put you in jail right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow jail. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters, glasses. You write to jail. You undercook fish, believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. Undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up, believe it or not, jail, right away. We have the best patients in the world because of jail. That's what this reminded me of. Spine is a sin or whatever. Everything, I'm sure, is a sin. Everything is a sin, yeah. To him for Duvik, for sure. So then we get back into the battle with Hodge and, and Baltimore. This is where we left off, where the nuns were running up the building up to attack them, where they were standing. The vampire the nuns. <laughs> yes. The vampire nuns. But they're holding their own. Like, they're not doing so bad up here. And again, like, I like when they, they kind of left it on that cliffhanger of, like, we didn't really see what happened, but now we're just, like, thrown in the middle of it. Baltimore's like, the odds are not in our favor, Mr. Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't say it. And here I thought we were doing so well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. It kind of reminds me of Star Wars. I was like, never tell me the odds. What's over the odds? Right. (laughs) Never tell me the odds. Shall we help our sisters, Master? They can do nothing to prevent the birth. So they don't care. Like, they have their mission. 
Right. The Bavarian soldier wants to move forward with what they were doing. Hodge is in trouble. He calls for Lord Baltimore, and uh, Baltimore goes, fight well, Hodge, die well, die if the fate demands it. Uh, <laughs> oh, won't die. And then, But then the nun's like, you won't die today, you'll be saved for communion. Uh, and he splashes holy water at them. And, and Yeah. My blood's not for you, and they scream. I walk in death's shadow, and he will not claim me until I've had my vengeance. He wants one thing, Haggis's death. I, I was really concerned here about Hodge. I was like, no, I really like that guy. I know. It's right. sort of like a relief when they're like, no, we're going to save you. We're not going to kill you. We're just coming to right, grab you right. And you're like, okay, we'll, we'll continue. But yeah, I know. I was sort of the same way when I first read this. Like, damn, I don't want I don't want anything to happen to Hodge. He's still <laughs> covered in crosses. He's got some yeah. crosses. But on the next page, we see like Baltimore Falls. He's taken down by by the nuns. Like a pile yeah. of falls, like what two stories, three stories. That second panel as they all fall with him is so freaking cool. That's yeah, really that's neat. Super awesome. I know. Yeah. So Hodge is obviously concerned. He screams Baltimore, and then uh, the nuns. You live now only because the Lord wills it. The Lord, he asks. You still worship God. That's <laughs> yeah, a great asks. line. I mean, it's just I like, know. God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that line. Like, they're insistent that the Bavarian soldier is there to save them. You know, and Baltimore's like, no, you guys don't listen to this guy. He lies. Yeah. We cut back to this ceremony that's going on with the Bavarian soldier. He's pouring blood in the woman's mouth. God, the pain, glorious pain, the Bavarian soldier says. Pain, my dear. The sooner you surrender to it, the sooner your pain will end. For God's sake, Hodge says, do something. Baltimore's on the run to do something, I guess. Release a warlock. <laughs> yeah. The soldier releases his owl to go attack Baltimore. Stop him. The owl talks. You go no further and turns into a man and, and grabs Baltimore and holds him down. That's kind of neat how you see like the half form. I like whenever they do something weird like yeah. that. Like he's like still half a bird or something like in that third panel. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he's got a yeah. giant wing. And the 35 on the shoulder, I don't know what that means, but I imagine it's something to do with Oh, him I didn't even notice that. So the soldier says, I'm no warlock. I don't pretend to such power myself, but I will show you true evil, true witchery. And he pours the goblet of blood in the uh. mouth. Yeah, this is super gruesome. I mean, her face is yeah i think that yeah this is pretty i mean it's like they're they're torturing her you know what i mean it's kind of uh this it gets pretty intense (laughs) what happens next (laughs) yeah so so he explains the soldier explains that the blood is mixed with the ashes of the greatest occultists in a century and the blood of the oldest of the true vampires the soldier requires darker magic than he can do in order to fill his plan or whatever, whatever's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. So, and then we see what happens next. She's screaming. And then we see this hand come out of the woman's stomach. So gruesome. Yeah. So like, did they, uh, and I know this is disgusting. Like, did they cut her open? Like, how did that happen? Did it just like, did she pop I think, or I don't know? I like, it, yeah. Well, I, if you look, I, like, I assume that it came out of her. Well, if you look like earlier, um, when he's like talking about the glorious pain, my dear, you can see come like, like lumps in her stomach. Oh, like, and there's like a sigil on there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. So I'm, I'm assuming it 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 burst its way out the same way the alien did, but yeah, not yeah. As fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. So Baltimore is pretty horrified at this, but the soldier just like he's like, yes, we did it. He's pretty he's pumped crazy. about all of it. He's definitely pumped. 
was it? And then Madame Blavatsky. So we know, so this is the character that you connected, John, right? And in this sketchbook, they talk about it being a historical character. Oh, yes, yes. Blavatsky was a famous, like, occultist and uh, member of the Theosophical Society or something like that. Yeah, the yeah one of the societies in Hellboy Universe. Yeah, she's so, not too happy about being brought back. It seems like no, he's excited no. to have her back. She's not happy to be back at all. She's not happy about the way that she was brought back or like how she looks. Um, you fool! Look what you've done to me. What gives you the right? Ambition gives me the right. A sense of purpose, an iron will. What a um, jackass! Yeah, he's right. Like, yeah, Ben Stenbeck really gives him that arrogant look. I know, it's so good. The next page we start, we go into like his past, and it shows his history. We jump into a flashback of him. We learn that his father was a hateful man and put him into a Catholic school in Lambach, Germany. I imagine this is the famous... So I looked up like um, Lambach, Germany, and what it was famous for, but there's an abbey of Lambach, which was an elementary school for kids. Uh, it was founded oh. in... 1056 notable alumni from this local elementary school is Adolf Hitler who attended the establishment in holy shit okay wow so it is what they're referencing yeah right they're referencing that and we had a reader that said that this guy was Hitler and I didn't connect that until I looked up this you know I heard and I was like oh yeah it probably is based off Hitler but then when I looked at uh Lambach Abbey it's like no it's probably 100% they're he's Hitler and they're, you know, writing a story to like, he's in the, he's the Mignola verse Hitler or whatever, or not the Mignola verse, but the outer verse or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's the outer verse Hitler. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So he talks about the occult and, and how at this elementary school he found the occult or rather it found him, but this panel right here with this, door or chair that's going on there we have we have the owl i don't know what all these symbols are but i try to do some some research like that crucifix with the um i was gonna say that looked like a swastika to me <laughs> it looks like a swastika yeah it's not like it doesn't look exactly like a swastika but it looks like a swastika so instead of straight up they're bent they're curved in but um, yeah, they're like curved I, in yeah yeah i think i've seen that before as well so i love this candle that has it's just yeah. Candles on skulls. He's got candles on skulls in this next page. Yep. And like a sword. But we see this guy standing oh, yeah. <laughs> over, you know, the soldier, like teaching him, you know, magic and cutting his hand. He learned a great deal at school, he says. Uh, we see a panel with him cutting his hand. We find out his father did not approve of what happened there. And eventually they moved away from the school. Um, we see the father whipping the boy. He clearly didn't approve of what was going on. He continued to use the occult and an experiment cost the life of his younger brother in that loss. It broke his father's spirit. His father died Jeez. shortly after that. And it was a blessing to him and his mother. I, I think it, he means his mother. He just says but, uh, it was a mercy for both of us. So I imagine his father probably beat everybody in that house. Not that that justifies any of his actions, but. Right, right. The way that I took that panel too yeah. was like, it was almost like a, like a mercy killing. Yeah. Because like it says, when my father died suddenly, yeah, exactly. but it showed, yeah, exactly. but the picture is him standing at the top of the stairs and his dad is dead at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, that's what of the I stairs. gathered. So he clearly like pushed his dad down the stairs and killed him. You know what I mean? I love the graveyard in the bottom left. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. So anyway, he continues on um, that he thought his mother would take care of him, but she wilted away to cancer and he did what he could to save her. And we see all like those sigils in there and books and more candles. Yeah. Like, really yeah. 
Um, it's a pretty cool panel. I like that panel. Yeah, that is cool. In the next panel, he discusses how he used art to explore the darkness, but craved knowledge. War broke out, so he joined the army. And there was one night that him and his fellow soldiers encountered a vampire. And while the other men were terrified, he felt joy that something like this could exist. Like, he was excited that they found a vampire. Yeah, that's a cool panel, too. Like, imagine just discovering this thing in the barbed wire or whatever. That's so weird. Yeah, I wonder which guy he is. He's the one with the mustache. Yeah, he's probably the one with the mustache. He's, he's, he's got the mustache, so that's probably him. He's like pumped. He's like, oh, cool. He doesn't even have his gun drawn. Yep. So he, he explains that if the men didn't assist on killing it, he would have forced it to give him its secrets. He wanted to learn dark secrets from the vampire. Right. He wanted to learn from it, but they killed it. Yep. So then we see a, a crying woman who talks about how a monster like put her in a trance and stole her baby. And... From hearing this, he has a plan that will require a lore, and and now he knows what to do. And then we see a scene with a baby in the woods. And oh uh, my god! So he took one, where she talks about how the monster eats the young ones, and then he talks about all my plan required is a lore, and so I took one. So clearly, he took a baby and put it in the woods to. Yeah, that's not. Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. This guy really is Hitler. He's definitely Hitler. So yeah, I think it 100 percent insists that. Oh yeah, well because he, he said it would wash in the river after it fed and take out its eye, so it would be temporary blind. That's a cool looking monster too. I mean, this yeah. monster is awesome looking. It's a crazy monster, and they put, they do so much red in this in the in the curse bells. Like there's so many so many like I don't know what's that accent. Right, it really pops out. Yeah, I mean Dave Stewart does awesome. Did you look up this um this creature? I didn't. Did you look up the creature? No, I have it right here. It says Vyari. I don't really know how to say that. Also known as a G U I V R E. I don't know how to say that. Guivir. Guivern, maybe. Guivern. That sounds right. Guivern is a mythical creature similar to a dragon. In legend, they are portrayed as serpentine creatures who possess venomous breath and prowl the countryside of medieval France. The words guiver and giver are derived ultimately from the Latin word for viper. So that's what that means. Um, I don't see anything about it. I don't see anything about it taking its eye out. Um, But that may just be something that um, they added. There could be stories about it that we don't know of, you know. But it looks like it doesn't even have a, a serpent's tail. It's got like a crocodile tail. I like that. Like he has that same net idea that Baltimore had with his parents where he like captured them in a net with things. Oh like, yeah. And what are these like crystals all over the net too? That must be like some magical thing, right? Yeah. I must've learned something in those books that he read in elementary school. But I also noticed in the Wikipedia entry for this creature, it says that they have a uh, Ruby on their forehead and they use it as an eye. Okay. So that's kind of a variation of this, right? It's yeah. Not Cause exactly she only right, has but... one eye and she's got a red, one red eye. Yeah, that's kind of like the ruby, I guess. Huh. It could be a ruby. Neat translation of the folktale. Yep. So he tortures the crap out of this species, cuts its wings off, it's got cuts, he's burning it. I yeah. mean, he, he destroys this thing. In time, he's persuaded the creature to reveal all of, all that it knew, the supernatural world of secrets, magic, hidden demons, and the nature of power. When it had given me all it could, I took more. I ate its heart. So I don't Jeez. Know. Yeah. He's pretty gruesome. Uh, yummy. 
No. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely obsessed with power and nothing else matters. So I know this is supposed to be, I guess, like Hitler or something like this, but I'm actually getting kind of like um, Strobel vibes from, uh, ah. from the Mignolaverse stuff. Yeah, yeah, he is a very Strobel-like yeah, character. One thing I think is kind of funny, and it, this is in a fucked up way too, but like we go and we have this flashback, but then we cut back to what we're actually doing, and it's like all these people staying around this like dead woman with a little bloody person coming out of her. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like... <laughs> All this, yeah. the, the, all this background and this history has been is being given to this like really upsetting, weird scene. Yep, <laughs> yep. There's a lot here. I mean, it looks like there's one million nuns standing around this. Yeah. Group. But he says, and then I began to plan, and and Madame Blavatsky sort of gives him shit for that. Like, what plans could you have, your, your little magician? Um, plans that require more beyond his ability. He says which is why he summoned her. Yeah. <laughs> Hodge's, Hodge's response is actually pretty funny. He's a lunatic. Please tell me you have a, and then it like cuts out because they're <laughs> talking about plans everywhere. So. Right. <laughs> um, Madame Blavatsky is not happy, obviously. She says it's an incompetent ritual, the body of a shrunken troglodyte. And I looked up troglodyte. Troglodyte is, especially in prehistoric times, a person who lived in a cave, yeah. a hermit, a person who is regarded as being deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned. Right. So, I don't know. She's comparing her body to be a cave man. Right. She's like body. a little She's like a yeah. little uh, homunculus, right? Or something like that? Yeah, she's definitely a homunculus, I would say. And I like how she yeah. says, you restored me. She's like, you restored me? With a question mark and all that? <laughs> like, you incom- your incompetent ritual has given me the body of a shrunken troglodyte, and you expect yeah. me to reward you for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. I like how, like, you know, he, he got this plan, but he didn't... He's not really good at the magic. Yeah. No, he's horrible at everything. Everything's not playing out the way he wants. Like, or even saving his mom didn't work. You know, whatever he did in his house, I don't know. He's a bad magician. We go into the second page. The soldier says, the body isn't perfect, but you'll figure out a way to fix it. And I hope the new life I brought you would bring favor. So she sort of agrees. Blavatsky says, perhaps it is enough for me to give you favor. And seems willing to help or or maybe has to help right the soldier asks blavatsky to curse the bells that haven't rung in years so that whoever hears them becomes his slave that part of his plan he needs an army so says uh, a conqueror needs an army and he wants them awake so that they know the hideous acts that they have committed at his hand Jeez. Just it just Gosh. sort of plays more into who he is as a person that's the curse bells right i mean that's why that's that that's the whole that's uh that's what that means i guess yeah yep that's the curse bells that's where they're going that's where they're heading <laughs> so he wants to basically anybody who comes to the city or is in the city he wants to be his slave and then go conquer whatever he's going to conquer with them i don't know why these nuns haven't gotten wise to him you know like they get wise to him later and it's like what the hell are they following this dude for yeah i know so then we go back to lucerne switzerland on the next page we're back to lucerne switzerland the couple's running away from uh lord duvik um why are we running he's a priest he's an inquisitor my father says once they decide you're evil you're as good as dead yep um Marta sort of gets ditched a little bit by uh, by the by the man. No, damn, that's Don't fucking cold. Yeah, I mean he's freaking out. But it, what's funny is he's like, "Why are we running?" And then he like hides in the woods while she gets snatched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Duvik says, "There's evil here, boy. Come out. Prove to me that it has not touched you, or I can only believe you both are sinners, both tainted. Show me that you are pure, or I must purify you both." 
She will die by the gun and then I will catch you. There's nowhere to run that God can't find you. God, so that's fucked so up. Yeah, I know. It's super messed up. And he, I guess he comes out, right? Because He must be. Well, I mean, you know, he's probably just really afraid of God and he thinks that maybe, I don't know. I mean, these inquisitors were hardcore sons of bitches and shit like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, Duvik, Duvik is a monster. We see in the next couple <laughs> pages that Duvik's a monster. So we see Duvik extracting information from them. They lie to him, but he doesn't believe them. He says they should speak lest he will think they're witches or servants of demons. He doesn't believe them. Uh, what comes next will be between him and God, and he's just a humble instrument. And what a bastard. Know, yeah, I know. He's an asshole. You know, I feel like the, the couple were set up for you to not like them because they sort of sent Baltimore to his doom. Right. But, I mean, this is not an equal. Right. Yeah. Right. That that is interesting how they kind of play with you like that because they kind of oh well look they fucked over Baltimore but then this guy comes over and he's a real fucker and I get that they're like trying to establish like how fucked up Duvik is but it's also like I I, I mean I'll have more to say on it later but it's like it's a lot yeah they, yeah, yeah exactly it's a lot I think you know to try and ease it to us is why they made them like douchebags in the beginning so it's not so hard when you get here and you're like Damn. i guess yeah maybe so anyways the boy ends up giving in they tell him everything the yeah they tell him everything that the vampires had spared them so that they would lead baltimore to the vampires they thought that baltimore would be killed there which wasn't the case they explained baltimore was hunting a one-eyed vampire duvix explains he wants the information of where he ended up going after but that they will not be free that they need to be purified um, God. he will get the information from them but we'll make sure that their souls are purified he tells the girl he is diligent in his work and perhaps she will be allowed through the gates of heaven fuck those inquisitors were like hardcore sadists <laughs> yeah. I don't know if sadists is the right word but they were hardcore in their, their, in their torture of people and their belief that God was giving them the right to do what they did just so they could torture people in yeah. horrible, disgusting ways. Yep. Yeah, Duvik is no good. So we go back to a Blustag, Austria. If I'm saying, I hope I'm saying that right. We get that. We get our owl friend that we know now as a soldier, monster, vampire thingy. <laughs> we find Hodge and Baltimore are in prison, so they weren't killed or anything like that. They were stuck in a cell. Hodge says that they failed to save the woman. Baltimore replies, "There will be more to die or cursed if we don't find a way out," and reiterates that the lives of innocents are not his most pressing concern. He wants to find Hagus. If you're referring to Hagus, we failed in that as well. Never. Baltimore says, this is the closest he's been so far. Nothing will stop him from killing Hagus. Like he's, yeah, he's in the same castle as him. Right. I mean like, yeah, he's right there. I love the panel where he says never. That is like really cool. Yeah. Um, just nice expression on there. I really, I thought that was a really cool work by Ben Stenbeck. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and I just love these colors, like the super gray wash and the bright sort of moonlit stone. Yeah. And so we hear Baltimore calling out of a cell. We are both prisoners now and perhaps we shall both die here, Haggis and I. But his death will be at my hands and Haggis can hear. Yeah. And I guess smell. I guess he can smell. Baltimore yeah, well. he like sniffs the air. I like how it like it pans out of their cell and it goes all the way outside of the castle and then pans into Haggis's cell. 
yeah, yeah, that happens over, like some... yeah two pages that's really cool yeah and Haggis is pretty pumped about this he's like ah still the chase goes on round the maelstrom even round perdition's flames this should, yeah, be, this interesting. should be interesting i know i like it that he's like is like game on it's sort of just fun yeah yeah and there's a that's another uh, Moby dick reference too Oh, oh is it good job aubrey yeah. i was gonna say yeah there's a quote around it so i was wondering if that was a reference to something good job there he quotes edgar Allan poe later too right i mean at least yeah. they i'm surprised they didn't put that as a footnote oh yeah yeah they wanted us to look it up yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll be honest i mostly knew it because of star trek <laughs> <laughs> star trek 2 they're at the con I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. And that's the end of issue three, and then we're on to issue four. Yeah, this cover is pretty awesome, the issue four cover. That's really cool. Yeah, I love, I love a Mignola cool. bat. Yeah. Yeah, nice Mignola bat. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the other issues have like a bunch of spoilers. I feel like this is the first issue that doesn't really, at least in Curse Bells. Like okay. The first three issues, like all are spoilery. Like, you, like mm. after you read it, you go back and you're like, "Oh my god!" The cover is telling you something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Not spoilery, but yeah, like telling foreshadowing. You. Foreshadowing. Yeah. So we go back to Lucerne, or at least the hills above Lucerne, and we see Duvik is done torturing all of his equipments, covered in blood. The boy's leg is broken. I mean, it's a horrific. Like, yeah. Scene. It looks like it's more than broken. It's like. Like one leg looks like the foot is broken to the side, but the other one looks like it's almost oh, yeah. like like sheared off almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. He basically says a prayer, I think, while while he's uh, cleaning his equipment yeah. to go away. So when he's leaving, then the the girl sort of wakes up. She she makes a noise. Hmm? Can it be? Am I premature with my prayer for the dead? You no longer have a tongue to speak with, girl. If you're alive, give me some sign. And she, she murmurs, makes some noise. The, the Lord delivers wonders every day. What a miracle you are to have endured the purification of the flesh and survive. Bless her, Lord. And he holds his cross and touches her head. This is so fucked up. This is really yeah. not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. And she must be like, oh my God. I mean, her life is ruined forever. Yeah, and I guess that was one thing where I was like, okay, um they're showing us how duvik is fucked up so that way um we can like hate him and see understand that he's a horrible character and so now he's going to torture these people and then like when we got to this issue and he's cleaning up all the tools i'm like okay i guess he's done torturing them and killing them and then he's going to move on but no then we see them all tortured and fucked up yeah, and i yeah. was like oh i was like why uh what <laughs> what i, I, I don't know we we're gonna see this too like i thought it was just gonna be like okay he's saying these people up he's obviously gonna do some fucked up shit to them that's gonna happen off camera and we're not gonna see it and then we and, but we do see it where we see the aftermath of it and it's like it's not yeah. good like it's really no, it's not good the 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 depiction that ben stenbeck did is almost too real i think yeah. you know what i mean it like is, it's yeah. a little too it's a little too on like it's it's very disturbing and and upsetting yeah. i, don't I mean know. Her, yeah. her face is destroyed when she gets yeah. cut down her her pinky's broken i mean there's so much stuff here like honestly yeah. i don't even think i looked at these pages so much until we're like going through it um well and then wow. the, the the look on his face as he cuts her down, he's like he's like 
he's happy. He's like, he's yeah. reveling in the fact that he's like, oh, I have purified this poor soul yeah, by yeah. torturing her and cutting out her tongue and basically destroying her life yeah. because he is a sick individual. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, this is God's reward for you helping me to find Baltimore. You yeah. know, I only pray that I may word. purge the evil from his heart as I have yours. And he's like embracing her all like, he's yeah. he's pumped about it. He's happy about it. But it's like, really awful yeah he's purified her he ruined her for life rather yeah. yeah so yeah he walks her down he walks her down to the village what a scene <laughs> <laughs> i really want something bad to happen to him i really yes do. yes they i mean they've if it i understand that being the motivation but i don't know that you have to go that far i mean i guess i don't know this yeah. is a horror comic so I get it's a it, horror comic, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's really what it's, what it's based around as a horror comic. Um, but yeah, I think it is setting you up to hate him and for something bad to happen to him. I think something ironic happens to him. I think it's, you know, hopefully you guys are happy. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Blue Stag Austria, we end up back. Chick, 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 chick. We get uh, Baltimore's <laughs> trying to escape from the prison so he can go to his one true mission in life is to destroy Hagus. I'm not sure where you think you're going. Hodge says it just drops to rocks. You'll you'll be dead. I spent months hunting this monster who killed my family, Hodge. Nothing separates us but a single stone wall. And you think I'm going to sit and wait for release? This is what I wanted to read. Hagus's lines. Brazen bells, what a tale of terror. Now their turbulence tells. The magician and the homunculus will have to wait. I won't risk Hagus. Escaping me again. Damn the bells. It, it's telling in his character, like, you know, like he, he is so focused on his revenge. Like, he doesn't give a shit about the, what's going to happen to this entire town. He just wants to fucking kill that vampire. Yeah, and Hodge calls him out. No, sir. Damn you. Damn your selfishness. Yeah, I love Hodge's face during that. Like, he takes yeah. his glasses off and gives him a stern look. I think it's, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> That's good. Hagus continues how the danger sinks and swells in the anger of the bells. In the clamor and the clangor of the bells. In the silence of the night, how we shiver with affright at the melancholy menace of their tone. For every sound that floats from the rust within their throats is a groan. And then Baltimore gets out. If you don't stop Blavatsky, Hodge says, then those bells ring will both be slaves. Yeah, if you that's need to true. stop the bells or we're screwed. Like, you're not stopping Hagus, we're going to be slaves i do like this little detail of the birds that are nesting in the castle walls you see them come fly out yeah they fly out when he gets out yeah that that's fun. pretty that's a nice little detail there yeah that's pretty yeah, cool they're, they're cool birds we need daniela to tell us what birds they are yeah <laughs> well we'll have to ask her when she comes back from that cobbler cobbler fest or whatever she went <laughs> off to yeah um you can't be you can't ignore the evil being done in this place hodge says uh, they are neither man nor woman. They are neither brute nor human. Uh, Hagus continues. They are ghouls, and their king it is who tolls. And that's from The Bells by Edgar Allan Poe, apparently. Nice. That's what I was, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. It's fun. I don't know. Yeah, I like stuff like that. Mignola loves putting a poetry or whatever, something like that, in the script. Yeah, I like that stuff. So Baltimore gets to where Hagus is. He looks in the window and Hagus sort of is like, you've done it. You've you found me and you're willing to come after me and leave so many innocent souls to the Bavarian soldier and his mad ambitions. 
Yeah, he's Very like, what a monster you've become. Yeah, exactly. I, I love this scene, uh, how they're just like, they're just separated by the window. You know what right. I mean? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, I see this very cinematically. It, it, this makes for a good scene. I think like they, they want to kill each other, but they can't, and they're just forced to have this scene where they talk to each other. I, I don't know. I think it makes for just a good interaction between a hero and a villain. It is fun. I don't, and I don't think that Haggis wants to kill Baltimore. I think he just likes to play with him. Mm, you know, yeah. I think he probably even likes the idea that Baltimore will kill him. Maybe you know. Right. So Baltimore goes on that he's gone half across Europe chasing Haggis and the magician can wait. Yet there you are, Haggis says, and here I am, and you're no nearer to vengeance than ever. Even if you should succeed killing me, what will it accomplish? What has been set in motion cannot be stopped. The wheel has turned. It is our game again. So then he goes into history of vampires being prehistoric, and we get this, like, really awesome like celtic scene with like yeah right yeah i don't know what's going on you know the the stones and stuff like that yeah Um, when the world was young my kind roamed freely and the human beasts were our prey they worshiped our god and made offerings to him but we allowed them to grow too numerous and soon they had their own gods we killed their priests but too late they had begun to lose their fear of the dark and as humanity's fear diminished, so did the strength of our master. It's like a, it's almost like a Freddy Krueger thing, isn't that? Wasn't isn't that kind of oh, like yeah, what happened yeah. with Freddy Krueger, right? Like when people yeah. forgot about him, he lost it. I only know this because I watch all those stupid movies. But then, like he has, he has to make people afraid of him again, so that way he can come back. That's why he got Jason to help him. Yeah. <laughs> but I found someone, someone who make them remember. Uh, yeah, but no, that's, I mean, I've heard that in like, in like mythology, you know, before, like, you know, the gods that, uh, lose their worshipers, lose their power and things like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Like American gods, like Neil Gaiman's American gods. I need to, I need to read that. <laughs> but I mean, this, this next scene where like, it shows this ancient temple and all these skeletons. What like, is this? What, what is this? It's so cool. Is this like the old vampire That's what I civilization got or something like that? I don't know. Like there are these pillars that are like fused with bones or like what is going on with that? Yeah, yeah. So... But I imagine that's like their old God lived there. He's, he slipped yeah. from this world into another, or maybe this is the other world where he is, right? He slipped yeah. from this world into another and fell into slumber from eons. From time to time, he dreamed new monsters into the world but he slept on. So he's able to dream new monsters into the world. So he's oh. in like a different realm. This is like Lovecraftian, weird dimensional dreamland stuff. This God lives in another dimension and slumbers. And in his dreams, he dreams monsters into our world. I guess. Wow. I love um, that. That is like, that. this is kind of like the most out there. This book has gotten so far. I know I it's think. bonkers. And that's the vampire's yeah. god. That's all these monsters' god. Like, that's who they, you know, believe in. And that's the Red King, right? Is that what that is, that's right? What, yeah. Until no that's war that began, thing with the scepter and the coffin and all that. Yeah, 100%. Until no, our, uh, your war began, bringing death and terror on a scale your kind has never known. And the Red King began to stir once more. So it woke him up. So them having World War One sort of stirred him and woke him. Yeah. 
until a foolish young soldier hurt me, until pain reminded me who and what I am, whatever has happened since is his burden to bear. So he's talking about Baltimore. So he's like, dude, we were just like monsters that were like just stirring awake. And then you woke me up and reminded me who I was. And now like shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah, because we were talking about that. We were like, is this a little petty that he like he's after Baltimore and cursing the whole world? But it's like something more happened. Yeah. Yeah. In that moment. I I wonder if they like had that plan the whole time or if they were like, yeah, maybe it's being petty. Let's make it worth a little bit more. But I also think vampires are petty. So I don't mind (laughs) them being petty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I sort of like that with them. Like they're like, I want them to have super strength, but also like they can't go in the sun. They're also like kind of sickly. They're also, you know, they have all this power. But then there's also like they're whiny little babies. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I like having, like, that's what they are. So it's like, you know, they get fixated, you know, yeah. what's it called when you, I don't know, when you fixate on something, you lose your mind over something small, you know. Right, you right. Oh, yeah. Like, stuck in this, whatever age they are, this infancy mindset. It's like, it's like, no matter how ancient he is, he's still a petty little bastard, you know, because yeah. he, he went after Baltimore's whole family just because he slashed his eye and, and, Baltimore, and started Baltimore on his own quest. And, yeah. And at the same time, he's bo- he's probably bored. Like, he just slept for eons. I don't know how long he slept for, but he's got this little plaything in Baltimore that he can sort of see what happens and have fun with it. Yeah. So he talks about, Haggis talks about Baltimore's mother. I caught your mother at prayer. Um, did you know that she sighed as my teeth tore into her flesh and yielded to me as if I were the God to whom she prayed? I swear on her soul, Baltimore says, you'll do nothing, damn it. And he slips like the, on the bar yeah. <laughs> and he slips. Yeah, I'll be with you shortly, Hagus. And then at last we'll finish it. And he sort of scurries off the edge of the nunnery or whatever. You know, it's weird like this. They have like prisons here, I guess. At the oh yeah, I guess it's a nunnery, but they also have prisons in there. Well, yeah, I guess I there's like the Inquisition yeah, sure and all that shit. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean they maybe it's like took over the castle. I mean, it was probably just a castle itself, and then the uh, the nunnery took it over. Yeah, that could be. So Hagas doesn't bleed, but he's snuck up on by Blavatsky. Um, how'd you end here without me sensing your presence? I have been hearing your voice inside my head. Blavatsky says, "You called to me, and I came." What is it that you want? My freedom, of course, he says. You waste your time with your little soldier, madame. The same could be said of you, that he's wasting his time with Baltimore, his soldier. I must go, she says. I gave my word, but I will ruminate upon this. This night should prove amusing. So she's also sort of like amused by the ongoings of everything. So she is a super creep, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean she looks like a troll she looks like a troll monster yeah, yeah she's, she's like, like the baba yaga of the outer of the of this but i like these two thing. characters yeah. where they're like hey come on we're both of the same god like help each other out and they're like eh, well i'm gonna see i'm gonna see how my thing goes out you're seeing how your thing goes out let's just uh let me do this a little bit and i'll come back and check on you <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're back in lucerne we see duvik is back in town carrying the girl the townspeople are not happy about this or at least the one lady is and everybody else is sort of sort of looking yeah he walks her right to her parents oh no my little mouse what has happened to you that girl's gonna if she get if she ever can walk again she don't have a limp traumatized I mean, it, for sure yeah she's definitely traumatized i mean she's it's horrible 
your daughter is very fortunate. The stain of evil was upon her, but through the blessings of the Lord, she has been purified. This is purity. This is what you call a blessing. The, the father screams at Dubik. Um, the mother screams in German. Hold on, I translate. Oh, I looked it up. Oh, did you? Devil, you're the only bad guy I can see. Yep, that's what I got too. <laughs> yeah, and that's wow. super intense. I mean, she doesn't look alive. The daughter looks dead. Duvik sort of starts after hearing the father and the mother scream at him as like, oh, maybe she wasn't touched by sin from devils outside. Maybe it's closer to her home. And uh, they sort of like freak out. And uh, the father goes, come, Francesca. The Inquisitor has saved our daughter. Now let him go about his work. Surely there are others that deserve more of his attention. Yeah. The dad's like, let's just get this guy out of here. Yeah. Right. Cause he doesn't, he didn't want his attention turned on them. And yeah. 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 But it's crazy that Duvik even got this far. Like he's one man, you know what I mean? That these townspeople wouldn't just like, uh, this guy's gotta, you know, go. Sort of. Yeah. You would think at some point someone would just like, they would just mob him or something. Well, I mean, it is like the power and the fear of, you know, the fear of religion and power. And things yeah. Like that. yeah. And it could bring more inquisitors. Like if you destroy an inquisitor, do you bring more inquisitors to you? Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not oh, just yeah, that. Yeah. It's not just that. It's like they, they can see the inquisitor as a servant of God. And if you attack the servant of God, you're attacking God. I mean, it, he's, he's not, obviously not, but, they don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So we get back to Blushstag. We see a, a pretty happening night scene. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's having a good time. At least it seems like there's a lot of drinking going on. We see our owl friend again flying up to the bells. And Baltimore like works his way to a new window and crashes through into a different part of the church. Or I forget what this is. An abbey? I forget what it is. Yeah. So it looks like he comes back onto that scene that he originally first came in. And I guess it is because they like boarded up that window. So I guess he came back to his. Old oh, the one that he went through spot. before. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They boarded like, up the uh, window. Yeah, they boarded up the window. And then he was like, oh, I got to break a new window. So it breaks another <laughs> window. So he comes up on a on a nun who's who's uncovered Jesus and she's praying. Oh, right. Because it was covered. Yeah. Yeah. You're making a mistake, a terrible mistake. Coming here, this is the devil's lair. Uh, it used to be God's house, not anymore. You're not one of them? I am. God help me. So this nun is like praying that Baltimore helps her. Like it's clear oh. that these nuns are like have become vampires or zombies or whatever they are, but they're trying to stay true to their faith. Right. right. And, it, and it tortures them. Like she's holding this cup of... The chalice with yeah, the communion, yeah. communion, yeah. communion wafer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with the communion wafer. And it's like she's bleeding out of her eyes. Like everything, she looks horrible. And like um, there's smoke coming off her hands. Yeah, I know. From it's holding the chalice. But she asks, please, to Baltimore. I have made my confession. Now I must take communion, but I haven't the strength. So Baltimore helps her. Yeah. Like, uh, you must hurry. They're about to curse the bells. I mean, her, she's disgusting. You know what I mean? If she can feel anything, I'm sure it's not good. But he makes her tell her something about Haggis, about the plan, right? And she's like, right. Haggis will still be there when you've stopped them. Or are you yeah. so selfish that you will allow thousands of innocents to suffer for your revenge? And he's like, hmm, let me think about this for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we go into contemplation, Baltimore. Yeah. They put your weapons in your room down the corridor. She gives him the information. And he's like, all right, I got yeah. what I need. Take your communion. Turn to dust. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I really like that. I like it. I mean, could you give a person like that? Man, that's got to be disgusting. Good thing he's wearing a glove. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's got a glove on there, but... uh... Yeah, that's pretty cool. And like Haggis, I don't know, he hears it or something. He knows what's happening. He's like smiling and looking up. I, know, um, like, I love these bottom three panels. The middle panel cut... is such a Mignola panel, right? Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say. <laughs> I love that kind of aftermath of the the nun just turned into a skull and it's just there with the wafer still in its right. jaw or whatever. We would get like a fun little boink. Or like, you know, like Yeah. Like... <laughs> I thought this was pretty smart. We cut over to uh what's this fucking guy's name? Hodge. Hodge. Yeah, we cut over to Hodge. I thought this was pretty neat. He's like he's praying, but he's also like getting candle wax and making earplugs so that way he yeah. doesn't he won't hear the, the bells. Yeah, because he knows what's gonna happen. They're gonna curse the bells and whoever hears the bells yeah. and into a zombie monster. That's pretty save. smart though. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Hodge is I would awesome. be worried that I couldn't get it out of my ears. I guess like <laughs> you're just you just don't want to become a zombie, so you just do whatever. But I would be like, oh, am I gonna be able to get this out of my ear? I don't know. That's what I'd be worried about. I'm gonna feel like a bad dog owner, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell the story. I was giving one of my dogs a bath last night, and I like w- like put the wash in his ears. He's like, I don't know what's going on with allergies or something down here, but he's been a mess. But so he shook his ears and a wad, no joke, that was like the size of the tip of my pinky of wax came out of his ear. It was huge. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's huge. I felt so bad. I was like, dang, I need to be a better dog on it. But <laughs> he's good. One of my, uh, one of my dogs, is, um, his ear is bothering him, so we just had to get some medicine so he can like start cleaning out his ear. And he is not a fan. <laughs> Cut back to Baltimore. He's got all his weapons. He's back to... Yeah. Uh, 370 pound person again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back for you, Haggis. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't look up Lagrum. Lagrum, I should look that up. I should have looked that up. Where but I did that? look up oh, um, yeah. like up behind Baltimore, but I did look up uh clocking term. And that just means uh clock turn. So it's like the where all the clock mechanisms are. Um, oh okay yeah you know he says uh, i'll be back for you Haga. so obviously he's taking the word of the nun and probably hodge and he's gonna do the right thing you know and he's looking at all these pulleys yeah that yeah he is gonna do the right thing oh so lagerum means like warehouse okay or like storehouse or something like that so it's just like storage i guess that's where they had his weapons i guess yeah that makes sense we get some really cool panels of the bells and all their mechanisms and all that stuff those carillon bells or whatever they called them yeah yeah i wonder where stenbeck got like references for all this stuff too you know no well this is a real thing i was actually just looking this up Um, could you actually find bells of how all the chords work you were like able to find it's just so cool so what he called them carillon bells carillon is a pitch percussion instrument that is played with a keyboard and consists of 23 cast bronze bells in fixed suspension and tuned in chromatic order so that they can be sounded harmoniously together and so that must be you know we cut over to blavatsky and what's this fucking guy's name hitler or whatever um, i think it's hitler they never give him a name it's it's a bavarian soldier i believe it's hitler I think. oh they just call him the bavarian soldier okay so i don't remember uh, them ever giving him a name and i could be wrong but you know mark don't but they're saying in front of like a little keyboard thing and so that's the keyboard yeah. that controls the 23 cool. bells 
That's such yeah. a cool instrument. If we have a book club listener that can play that instrument, I want to hear it. Yeah, right? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look for a clip of those bells and play it in here, and I, I promise it won't turn you into a zombie or a vampire <laughs> or a Nazi or anything. Right. <laughs> It'll just make you leave five stars as a review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we see Blavatsky... Or the soldier like carves an eye in Blavatsky's hand and she takes that hand and bleeds all over the controls for the bells. Right. Um, this is the curse, right? She's doing the curse, all this stuff yeah. that she's saying. Yep. And then she like puts the the symbol, symbol. on yep. the Hitler. Bavarian soldier. Yeah. Yep. And this dude with the blue eyes, that's the owl, right? Yeah, that's the owl. Yeah. Yeah, I want like more of this character. I want to learn more about that character. Like, is he a vampire? Is he like is he an ancient one? Why is he listening to yeah. this black ass? Like, why is he? You know, right? Must be under the control of the Red King or something like that, doing some bidding or I don't know. I'm sure Mark Tweedell will let us know. Yeah, let us know. But I don't even know if like this guy works for the Red King. You know what I mean? Like, I Blavatsky, mm. you know, and these monsters and the vampires clearly you know, praise the Red King, but I think this guy is so surface layer knowledge. Like he doesn't even know what he's getting into. I don't Yeah. Think. So it's done. She tells him to play that it's done. The, the curse is done and you can play your bells and people will become your slaves and Baltimore is going up his spiral staircase to get to what's going on there. Um, just chopping goes, away. Just chopping away at vampire nuns. Yeah. But I thought this was a creepy kind of, weird thing so she bled all over the the piano keys or whatever and yeah. it like went up the ropes into the bells yeah the blood like right it had to go yeah. up there because then you see it go up there and it's like dripping down so then we cut to Hagus, and he says which come to me hush your time will come she says but they're in different parts of the castle right but they're talked to each other like they're right next to each other that's yeah, really interesting linked. yeah they're linked yeah we get the owl back up there. I mean, this he was just downstairs, and then he's back up by the bells. You know what I mean? Like, this owl character is awesome. So Baltimore is up there to, to cut the cords to the to the bells, I guess, but he's stopped by the the owl monster soldier. Man. Yeah. And then we see that the soldier starts playing the bells. As he plays the bells, it pours blood on him. I think oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. raining blood on him. Oh, so gross. Bong, 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 ding, bong. <laughs> no, Wes, bells. don't do it. We're turning uh, into vampires. Everybody now is happy. <laughs> no, we're turning into ghouls, man. So I don't even know what happens to to the owl owl guy. where he. Well, I mean, it, it could just be that it's so loud up in the bell tower. Because, I mean, you yeah. actually never want to be in a bell tower when the bells go off. Yeah. Because the sound would just... We'll, we'll obliterate yeah, yeah. Just eardrums. yeah and it looks like baltimore tried he cut some of the lines and so i was wondering if he cut that guy in the face because it looks like he has a slash on his face yeah, he or, does have a slash on his face looks or, like or, or or did he cut the line and the line whipped snapped him. and whipped that guy in the face or something like that you know what i mean yeah it could be because when he's turning because on the previous page when he's turning into the owl baltimore's got his sword up yeah and then on the next page he's holding his face so it's like Something happened in between there. Yeah. Well, and then he—he's also in between the rope, so maybe he slashed at him and the rope at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Issue five. Here we go. So we get the cover, and we get all the three bells are ringing. It almost looks like they're on fire, um, but fire with blood, and then there's the nuns underneath on the cover. I mean, it's just another gorgeous cover. Um, Yeah. This one is this one is awesome. I really love this cover. This is some good stuff. 
Yeah, it's a badass cover. So we see the fallout of what's going on with the bells. We see the town. The townspeople are out there, ears bleeding, their eyes have turned yellow, and they are 100% zombie soldiers, too. Um, Every, like, man, woman, and child in the town. Yeah, it's it's pretty crappy. I thought this was messed up. Like, I didn't know that they, I didn't think they were going to really do it. You know what I mean? Like, I thought the whole thing was like, we're going to prevent this from happening. And then when they start going, when the bells start going off on the last issue, I was like, holy shit, they're actually going to like do it. Um, we didn't talk about this, but even in that last issue, like when the bells start going off, like Baltimore, he looks out onto the town and he's like, he looks worried. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he looks like he's concerned. And then, yeah, yeah I thought that that was a pretty intense reveal to see all the townspeople like that. Yeah. And it's sort of like disappointing, like Baltimore dude gets like, save the day but he doesn't like he falls short yeah so i don't know what the again we we talk about how it always like subverts the expectation and here he's yeah. like yeah he didn't he didn't save the day yeah yeah what's your credibility dude what's your credibility now <laughs> so and then he goes and he's fighting the uh the owl owl guy i mean he cuts through him he stabs him there yeah this, this fight scene is pretty cool i like how he holds up the the knife as the cross first and then he like goes at him it's yeah, really right. cool, yeah. and as they tumble down and everything, good stuff. Yeah, and falls and crashes down. And then we get the Bavarian soldier. You fool, you ruined no, because all the bells, I believe he cut all of the all the bells. Yeah. Baltimore did a number on the on the owl vampire soldier guy. Killed him, I guess. You know, oh, yeah, both fell, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like he's got the cross sticking into his skull, and he's a skull yeah. with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the soldier... Hitler guy isn't happy with this. So he basically says nuns do your thing, tear him apart, kill Baltimore. And, uh, they go up on him and he's down. I mean, how many times did he fall in this story from (laughs) multiple (laughs) stories, you know? So he's clearly something else, definitely half monster, something else Then he must die. The nuns are ready to kill him and he goes to battle with them. So then we see Bovatsky's up there. Uh, Lord Baltimore has a strange aura about him. To hell with him. My concern is the curse upon the bells. Did it work? Oh, yes. It worked quite well, Blavatsky. She just is a total creep, man. She's totally... Yeah, that panel is pretty creepy, that face right there. I mean, the new Hellboy movie, you're right. She looks like... um, The Baba Yaga from that one. Yeah, yeah. That's what she looks like. She looks like that. Oh, you guys, I'm back. Jeez. Hey, oh, my gosh. That was Cobbler, and oh, it was sorry. delicious, but I am so full now, you guys. I got second place, though. Second place, oh, that's right. good. Yeah, first place went to uh, this girl, Sophie Vandenberg. She's from this little town. She's Dutch. This little town, Volendam. I've never heard of it, but she was like a machine. Man, she was amazing. Okay. Anyway, I was so full. Where did are you, we at? Did you bring us some cobbler back? I try. I asked. The judges said no. Oh, so okay. They didn't, didn't have, have extra cobbler pies businesses. that you could bring back. No, you know what? You would think that, but no. <laughs> We're here. Baltimore okay. is. Uh, he's killing all the nuns. Oh, I see. <laughs> So yeah. as as the nuns are dying, we see like little cardinal birds like flying out. Oh, of the, the little yeah. I like cardinals. Yeah, the soul, the the souls. Yeah. So, so the soldier is not happy with what's going on. Who heard the bells? Should be under my control. Why is he not affected? Why is Baltimore not affected? He's talking about. Blavatsky says Baltimore's soul has been touched by powers greater than mine, both yeah. good and evil. He is no ordinary man. So like, I think the Bavarian soldier, or whatever, he's like, oh well, fuck. I can't yeah, fuck I'm with no this guy. 
Well, at first like, he's like, no, I'm no ordinary man. I'm the one who's not ordinary. Yeah. You know, and then he gets into that. Stay out of my way. Yeah. He didn't even think to protect himself from the bells. He just went to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut the Hodge in his cell. How did I get myself into this? He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Hodge is great. I love Hodge. And he just hears the squishies. Footsteps of the Blavatsky, the homunculus witch, walking through the halls. She doesn't even (laughs) stop or do anything. He just watches it happen. (laughs) Imagine you look out and you just see this like little short, bloody thing walking across. Yeah, monster and going split, splotch, splitch. Yeah, right. (laughs) No way. But she returns. She goes. She goes to see Haggis. I wonder when you would have come. Hagus says, you were created from our own burnt remains and a great deal of my blood. Though I can feel you fighting me, you are as much my creature as any vampire I've made. I am no one's creature. I am Helena Petrovna Blavatsky, but I will be happy to see you on your way. I like this guy's pants. I like the front button on his pants there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I guess those are them old school style he, pants. Yeah. The bathroom. yeah, those are pretty cool. But it yeah. sort of addresses the link that they have mentally, right? Why they can talk to each other. Yeah. I thought this was interesting. Um, it reminded me of Hellboy the Island. Remember Hellboy gets stabbed, all his blood comes out, and then it goes into that other guy, and then he yeah. becomes like a devil, you know, made out of Hellboy's blood, and then they have to... Anyway... Yeah, go read Hellboy the Island. It kind of reminded me of this a little bit, this whole idea of someone's made out of my blood and now that links us and now I'm a part yeah. of you because you have my blood and stuff like that. And check out our other podcast or hear our rest of our thoughts on that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Three years worth of listening. The soldiers pissed off Baltimore. You're making quite a nuisance of yourself, Lord Baltimore. I'm afraid I can't allow it. <laughs> I love this page, man. I love them crashing through the door right there. That top panel was tremendous. I just love the like the way that they framed the action in this top panel. You know, you, most of it is the scene that they're going to about to get into and just this little bit is the action, but it really uh, adds a lot of momentum yeah. to that. I love that top panel. Very cool. Yeah, the top panel is cool. It makes you wonder like what have they been doing in this castle? They haven't used any of the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> they're all covered in cobweb. To me, since I haven't, since I just got back, it's almost comical. Just like there's this bare room and it's yeah, all still and yeah. silent. And all of a sudden, this big cr- crashing yes, through exactly. and fighting. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I love about it. Oh yeah, I love Stenbeck's like the second panel, like of the two in the middle. Oh right, yeah. I don't know. Those nuns are pretty awesome. <laughs> We're back to like Baltimore, Eeyore, the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, dude, I told you to stay away from me. <laughs> like, get away from me. End of the road. Nothing to do And no hope of things getting better And then we're back like a huge swastika carved into, you know, the soldier's hand That's a gross thing to do Yeah, super gross Lovatsky says you are no ordinary man But you will bow before me if you want to live The bells have rung now The entire city rises to do my bidding So he basically talks about I will subjugate all who dare to stand against me. Even the darkness will fear me. Old gods will fall. Really? Baltimore says. And you think you'll take their place? And he goes, I will. He's full of himself. He's total egotistical. What's that called? When you're... uh, Maniacal? Narcissist? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely narcissistic. He's a big fucking nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big fucking nerd. <laughs> so I looked up ultimate, ultimate Thule. Yeah, he talks about Ultima Thule. 
Yeah, and it was just like ultimate Thule is all I could find. Like I looked it up in German and I looked it up in Latin. I don't so all I could think of is that he's an ultimate tool. Yeah, he is. Thing that I can. He absolutely is. <laughs> he sucks. But that's uh that's yeah. his weapon or whatever. That's the that's whatever he's about to unleash onto Baltimore. That's what he calls it. So when he's talking about this army that he wants to have in the future, you know, take over the world and Baltimore talks about how he dreams big for such a small man. Yeah. Uh if you had the power to kill me, you would have done it already. And sort of calls him out and the and the nuns are like, Wait, yeah, he's right. Like, what power uh. do you have? You know, and, and he says, No, I'll fulfill my promise and he's like what a fucking And Baltimore dipshit. goes, Yeah, don't listen to this guy. He's a liar. I told you he's a liar, you know, fucking kill him. And yeah, and the and witches are like, Wait, awesome. we're still damned, like what the fuck? And he's like, I brought you back to yeah, life and they're like just as he says if you had the cure you promised us, you would have already used it. This one panel no, anytime, yeah. liar. I only yeah, need time. Maybe. That one panel is... It, Tenbeck does a good job of just reducing him right there in that one panel. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, with his face. I know. And his swastika hand. <laughs> shit. I will destroy you all. I will. And then he gets, gets zombie eaten by a bunch of nuns. Yeah. That's like very like Shaun of the Dead. It reminds me of or, you know. Yeah. And I wonder what this means. Like, what does it mean for Hitler to get eaten by a bunch of nuns? What does that even mean? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Baltimore is going to be a completely different uh, world, but it, it's it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of because um, they're like vampire nuns, not really zombies. It, they um, reminds me of like that scene in The Lost Boys where you find out that that David and the brewer are vampires oh, yeah, and they just yeah. eat those people in front of yeah. that bonfire. And he like freaks out. I just watched that like a couple days ago. <laughs> I just watched it last night because <laughs> it like just popped up on Netflix, right? It had, like, Same. Netflix, it's just like, oh, it's, by, it's on Netflix. I'm like, what? I definitely want to watch Lost Boys right now. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, now we're coming to the end. So Baltimore goes to his mission for his, his life's goal to kill Haggis and doesn't find him in the room. So and then we have Latin written on the wall. Again, only follow you can. So I don't know if that's like saying if that's like Haggis is calling out Baltimore, like all you can do is follow, like keep on coming, buddy. Oh, okay. Um, wow. I don't know. You know, I'm just. I like that. That's a cool detail. Yeah. And then Baltimore obviously is not okay with it. He's upset that he's, you know, what have I done? I, you know, he's let Haggis go. And then we see Hodge, like Hodge is losing his mind, I guess. Like, he's like, go away, go away. Oh, because he saw Blavatsky. He, he saw that little troll or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I imagine he probably saw, I mean, I'm sure Hagus probably also walked by. Probably oh, right. Yeah. Out, right. Maybe. Yeah. So Baltimore sees the bloody footsteps of Blavatsky and follows them. And he finds them. And we see Hagus like flying out the window. There's the full moon. It's another full moon. Seventh night of full moons in a row. Um, Damn. I don't know. It's not. I don't think it is. No, but it's just, it's always a full moon in these comics. Yeah. It's it's always a full moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're too late, I'm afraid. Blavatsky says, where's Hagus? You've missed him again. And And he's flying off. She's happy about it. Hagus, blam, blam, blam. And he fires off at him. Uh, you can't run forever. But I do feel like Haggis is having fun with Baltimore. Yeah. I thought this was interesting because, like, again, the way that it kind of 
plays with the conventional, you know, Baltimore, he didn't save the townspeople. He didn't save the day. And then he should have just killed Haggis. Everybody was like, no, you need to think about the other people. You need to think about saving people. And he's like, I just want to kill Haggis. And then he listened to everybody. And then he, and then nothing worked out. So like the lesson that he's going to take away from this is I should have just killed Haggis and ignored everybody else when they were telling me that I should have done this other shit. You know what I mean? Also like how, like when he says to, he yells to Haggis, you can't run forever. And then you come back to Lovatsky. She says, he doesn't have to run forever. You don't have forever. Eventually you'll die. Until then, you're just his plaything. And he's like, quiet you and pulls the trigger and it's empty. <laughs> you interest me, Baltimore. I will allow you to continue your hunt. Hagus has some sway over me. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think Hagus is just playing with Baltimore. It's right. Just a play. He's a plaything, you know. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting, she says, it would please me if he died. So she's like, oh, well, he has control over me. So, yeah, if you take him out, that'll be all right with me. Yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah. Allow me. Yeah. And he like questions her. allow me to kill him. Allow me the hell with you. And he splurches. Yeah, I thought that was pretty intense. I was like, wow, is it that easy? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then we get we go back to Hodge. He's calling for Lord Baltimore. Henry, are you still there? He stumbles upon a nun. I mean, this part's so creepy. Where's your magician dead? And now we need your help. She has the key. To oh, okay. So yeah, they help him get Hodge. I didn't. I didn't catch that detail. That's nice. Thank God. I thought you'd either been killed or left me behind. Hodge says to Baltimore. Baltimore just stone cold doesn't talk to Hodge at all. Hud rambles on. Right. Hagus may be gone, but there still may be some of those vampire nuns about. And they're like, oh, here's a room full of them. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> with a, and all the yeah, bloody remains bloody of the Bavarian table. soldier. Then, God. Yeah, they really used that dining table. They finally used that dining table. They again. finally used it. <laughs> right. <laughs> After so long. Will you bear witness? Yes, Baltimore says. So he's sort of like, in this page, he just gives them what they want like he sort of like more or less lies to them right i mean that's what it came off to me but gave them peace at least in their mind right because they're wondering if they will still go to heaven right and he's like oh you didn't ask for the evil that's taken root in you you know um who can say what god will forgive right and so they say will you pray for us on our behalf and he's like i will yeah and then what and then so they all just how do they how do they the ignite oh because they're all going the outside they're all going out. outside yeah yeah the sun came out yeah and then like hodge is like will you really pay for him he's like come on like heaven's not gonna listen to me are you serious like why would i waste my <laughs> i don't know if he's like will he actually do it i don't know maybe he will but he's like are you are you serious come on yeah i love that where baltimore is basically like lol you know what i mean <laughs> what, yeah, what like, do you think i'm dying, not gonna bro. i'm just giving them the answer that they need to go yeah you know? Like, yeah. let him move on. Let him have peace with whatever they need to have peace with. Right. Um, but I'm not going to turn around and pray for them later, no. Yeah, he might. Who knows? Like, I wouldn't put past them and be like, you catch him and you're like, hey, dude, you're praying for those nuns. What the heck? Yeah. Well, he's gonna. He's not going to tell Hodge he's going to do that. Yeah, he won't tell Hodge. So, and then this is where it gets really, like, messed up, right? We see the townspeople and they have literally, be like, they're zombies forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing good happened to them. Yeah, Hodge says he thought when the magician died that I guess they would snap out of it. Yeah, and Baltimore thought he felt the same. He's been watching too many movies. (laughs) Too many big budget (laughs) movies. But I wonder, like, if Blavatsky, if she died, would they go back to normal? You know, you never know. Oh, because she's still there. That's definitely a very convenient third act way to get out of the thing that you did earlier (laughs) in the plot, but... uh... 
it's not happening, is it? Baltimore tells Hodge to let the next town know what happened, um, and hopefully they'll come and take care of these townspeople. Hodge says he will, and he'll tell the people of the war that's going on. He's a war correspondent, and this is the new war against this evil. I like this guy. I like his yeah. silhouette. It's a good silhouette. Well, and he that also says uh, he's going to write a chapter about Baltimore nice. in his new yeah. book. And so that kind of made me think of there's a book. There is a book, yeah. a Baltimore book. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the book. It's, Whoa, it's, it's blowing my mind, it's man. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a beautiful sunset or sunrise scene that Baltimore is walking off into. Yeah. But that's not the end of the story. Oh, now, no. It's another full moon night. And the bells are down and the nuns are dead and we see some shoes. And who Spats. do those shoes belong to other than Lord Duvik? Oh, no. We hate this guy. Oh, no. Yeah, this is the sucker. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> yeah. He's one son of a bitch. But, yeah, I mean, he's questioning. He's like the mayor from the town next door, right, who had talked to a journalist right. who told him what happened here. Right. In Baltimore, where has he gone? I'm sorry, sir. I couldn't say. What I mean is that Simon Hodge fellow, he didn't say. All right, then. It seems I'm going to have to speak with this journalist, is what Duvik says. No. I don't want Duvik to find Hodge. Don't let, yeah, don't let anything happen to him. He's expecting the lie, but only at first, right? He'll get the truth out of him, and then he'll uh, purify his soul to go through the gates of heaven. And no. then we see him. Duvik gets back on the road to go presumably find Hodge, right? And then the bells are ringing. Who do we find ringing the bells? But Lavatsky, Madame yeah. Lavatsky. Ding, bong, yeah. bong, bong, ding, bong. And that's a creepy little panel there, too, of her ringing the little bells. She's like a little monster or something. Gremlin. Yeah, yeah, a gremlin or something. She not even put her feet on the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bell pedals. The bells. The curse bells, yeah. The curse bells, and that's the end. I, I was uh, I was kind of hoping that Hodge was going to go with Baltimore on or something. Yeah. So was I. I was, but it seems like, you know, he, he ends up getting a partner, like, in the first story and in this story, and then they never go past yeah. that story. They're like, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is a bit much for me, dog. <laughs> I, I don't know about all this. But I also, I guess we're going to see him again, or I don't know. I don't know if Duvik's going to catch up with him or not. Or maybe this will give Baltimore a chance to save him. Or I don't know. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. But I do hope that we see him again. Mm. I, I'm not going to say a thing. But you guys <laughs> get your hopes up. And nice. don't worry about those hopes. Those great, hopes will great. be good. You have some great hopes. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. I'm enjoying the Baltimore. This one, though, like this one was had a lot of horror like that yeah. I had not really seen before in the Hellboy comics. And it was a little... Some of it was kind of off-putting, you know? Some of it was kind of like, wow, do we really have to show all this? But, like, I I get what they're getting at. But this one was definitely more... It, it, it was more fun, I thought, because Hodge was there. But it was also more horror and more, like, um, you know, disturbing stuff if you're not, like, super into that. But still but still enjoyable. I mean, I'm, I'm still enjoying this. I... Um, I love a good horror story. And I like Baltimore with his uh, 200 pounds of weapons and and his <laughs> narrow-minded vendetta against Hagas. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where the story goes on next. Great job, Wes, with this episode. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Wes. You're awesome, and Wes. If you have, and if you have the, the trade or anything, the sketchbook at the back is pretty cool. There's some good sketches by Mignola, and there are, like, notes and stuff by Mignola and by Stenbeck, which are pretty fun. 
Oh, that's cool. I'll check that out. I do have the trade. I have it in the other room. Yeah, and um, I I had Aubrey's trade last week, and I read it in the trade. And Mignola did a surprising amount of sketches and uh, designs for this story I thought was really cool. So, yeah, you can see see some Mignola layouts and the cover process. And there was some other cool stuff in there. I think, like, there were some Hellboy sketches in there, too. Like, he was sketching that stuff at the same time. So, um, good stuff in the sketchbook. I'll post some of that stuff for our post for the week all right i'm excited to hear what everybody thought of baltimore and now aubrey's gonna say all the things all right everybody that was baltimore the curse bells issues three through five i want to hear your thoughts and as i hey damn guys at book club member comics at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at book club member comics and on instagram at book club members you can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gratahan for the theme music for our letters theme. Thank you, Paul. Yes. And thank you, Benny Decker, for your wonderful theme again. Fuck, that's what, five, six, <laughs> yeah, seven? Really good. Keep them coming. We yeah, love them. You're the best. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Wes, for coming on and coming on and joining Yay, us again. Wes. It was always fun. Baltimore was fun. Thank you, John, for all your wonderful editing skills. And thank you, Danielle, for coming second place in a Blackberry Collar contest. <laughs> That happened. Our theme music is from Only Beast. You can find our podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're on the iTunes, open it up, give us a five-star review. That helps out. And on Spotify, give us a five-star review as well. Next week, we are actually taking a week off. But we will be um, over at the Hellboy Book Club podcast this next week. So be sure to tune in over there. Yeah, so we have a little bonus episode for you guys going up on that channel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then we'll be back in two weeks. And we are going to be reading Invincible's Issues nine through eleven. Woo-hoo. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know what to do, guys. Keep pull out them trades, them back issues, those floppies, those compendiums, the Hoopla app, uh, the Comicsology, wherever you get your comics from, and join us on the Book Club member comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a cobbler reader. I'm Wes Matthijs. And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, "My blood is not for you." Jeez. <laughs>